0: Listen up, bowlers. Are you looking to gain the mental edge over your competition? Do you ever need an extra burst of all-natural energy during league play? Mindframe is the first all-natural supplement packed with vitamins and all-natural ingredients to keep bowlers at the top of their game. Supports muscle recovery and joint support for the day after that long tournament. You cannot continue to neglect your most important tool, your body, if you want to win. Experience the striking power of Mindframe. Visit s3direct.com. That's s3direct.com. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know, from the latest equipment reviews and coaching, to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar.
1: Well, Joey, another week, and the USBC Tournament seems to be in full swing. How are things going back in Milwaukee today?
0: Things are going good here, Tim. We've had a nice little warm-up weather-wise, 50 degrees yesterday. Today also is, uh, I want to give a little shout-out to all of our Irish friends and non-Irish friends that love Guinness like I do, is... Happy St. Patrick's Day.
1: It is St. Patrick's Day, and you mentioned the weather, so I won't tease you too, too bad, but it's supposed to be in the mid-60s today and 77 tomorrow here in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, so we're going to be breaking out the shorts and everything. Have Um, I
0: told you I hate you, Terry?
1: (laughs) With March Madness and everything. But, Joey, we've been so busy with all these great interviews and and topics we've been talking about. thought it would be great if we just got back and kind of reminded everyone about Above 180 and talk about the great things you can find on our website and kind of just talk... Talk about the things happening in bowling, because there's a lot of stuff going on right now.
0: Well, you know, a lot of things, and probably one thing that's on a lot of bowlers' minds is, you know, there's some been some big scores at the ABC tournament that the USBC Open, not big beyond belief, but higher than one would expect. But, you know, I mean, there's a few things we need to look at. Typically, the tournament would start in January, and this year it started in February. So a lot of the better teams do go early in the season uh, at this time. March and April are probably the top teams that tend to attend the tournament. So we've got some quality players. The the 2,100s that have been thrown have been thrown by bowlers who have had 2,100 before. So it's not like a newcomer shooting an honor score, right?
1: Oh, exactly. And the question I have for you is, Do you think what do you think is going to be high? Do you think someone's going to break 22 this year?
0: Well, I mean, we had a 2,300 last year by a left-hander and 2,300 the year before by a right-hander, Ron Volks.
1: So I think the answer is yes. (laughs) It's going to keep going Odds are
0: yes, Tim. Uh, When we had Eric Pearson on our show, he did mention that they lighten the oil down lane some, and that should allow for more multiple angles of attack. And I think it just helps bowlers play more in their comfort zone on the approach and where they target, where they're not forced to play in an area of the lane that just doesn't feel good and i think that's why we're seeing some early big scores
1: and so far uh... this is as of yesterday as of the sixteenth of march top team score was thirty two twenty four by uh... team on track pro shop in lockport illinois Uh, so thirty two hundred for a team isn't really it's a good score but i would think we're gonna be probably close to that thirty four range right thirty four and a half even maybe
0: well i would think it's possible this year uh... You know the 3,200 is always a goal that most teams have because you know that's, that's 660 or six you know 640 a guy, right? I mean it's a reachable score, 3,200. Uh, it's not going to win the tournament, obviously. Uh, years back when bowlers didn't have to bowl on the fresh, it was quite a bit higher. In fact, I remember back in the year 2000, Tim, my bowlers pro shop team shot 3487 and did not win.
1: Wow, what was high that year? 35.
0: Or 3513.
1: Jeez, that, so was, we, that was that was the right?
0: highest score ever thrown without winning a national title.
1: Well, and then moving along, fourteen 8 at doubles, that's a, a very solid set, obviously seven plus a guy. Uh, again though I think we're gonna probably see someone be close to that fifteen hundred range
0: i would I would venture to say it'll be fifteen and a quarter to win doubles. singles is always over eight hundred and it'll probably be an eight and a quarter to 8.50 set, which sounds unreachable, I mean, when you think about it. And the all-events total, I, I think, again, will approach 2,300. So, you know, I mean, you're going to have to focus and get loose and, and make your spares and, and hope the pin guys are generous for carry.
1: Exactly, and like you said, it's it's all going to come down to bowlers being comfort. And then for the, the miners, obviously there are other factors that play in as far as the teams you're following. And one of the things that we had this year, we had a little bit of a, an issue, because we're scheduled to bowl the 11:30 p.m. double singles, and we had a, a person on our team who wasn't too happy about that, and had some things come up, and we ended up having to find a different bowler. And it's an interesting time to be bowling, especially when you're from the East Coast or Central, like like both of us are. But sometimes there's that benefit because you're going to be following what you would hope would be a better team,
0: right? And you're talking the the time frame difference and. It does come into play to a certain extent, but you can always take a little couple-hour nap before you bowl and, and just rest the body and, you know, let it go. But uh, you're right. The, the whole idea of bowling the, the later doubles and single squad is you presume you may follow a better team, and as we know, it's not always the case. It's, it's a little bit of a crapshoot.
1: Exactly. Joey, and some of the great things, I want to remind some of our listeners that are coming up on Above 180, number one, we're going to have all sorts of USBC updates, so make sure you're checking out the website. I want to say daily for that, because we're having some people that are helping us out write some great pieces. We also have some coaching tab, it's called called Coaching Alley, which right now, Steve Klompkin wrote two great pieces regarding your ball arsenal and such, and picking and maintaining a good ball arsenal. So Steve is a guy who, when he writes a piece, you really want to take note and Go and take a look at that because there's some great stuff in there. Also have a couple a blog called the Fourth Alley Columns, which is just kind of a, a smorgasbord to use a Wisconsin phrase of people who have opinions on bowling and people who really are passionate about the sport.
0: Yeah, and if, if you haven't given them a listen, uh, definitely tune in to the, the articles and, and read what's up there. Listen to some of our past shows. We do have them all archived on the web, on our website, don't we, Tim?
1: Exactly. They are under, there's a couple places we have them. They're all under podcast, which would go back all the way to the beginning of the shows from when me and you did our first shows, which, uh, God help us, when we were doing those because they were a little rough, but they're still lots of great information. And then what we also created was a Hall of Fame interviews, which is for where we put Put the likes of the people aside from us, which would be our Del Warren interview, who we spoke to, who was great, from Kegel, and, and Bill Spigner, and Danny Wiseman, a lot of people, and this is a little treat, too. Uh, we spoke to Danny for 40 minutes, and I know that's a lot for a lot of people, so we did it in two separate segments, but then on the web, special treat is I put it all into one segment. So if you'd rather have it as just one 40-minute file, maybe have a longer commute, or you're, heck, you're heading out to Reno, and you just want to put it on your, your iPod or your MP3 player, you can listen to it that way as well. So... So uh, yes, I'm
0: really glad you suggested putting our show on the iTunes and, you know, I found it valuable as well. You can download it to your iTunes phone. Listen to it on your commute, and listen to it at your convenience. And uh, I mean, you're not forced to be in front of a computer to hear our show.
1: Exactly, and a lot of the stuff, Joey. I have to be honest. I'll go back and listen when we have the coaching greats on, like Bill and Dell and everyone, because they'll say, and even Norm Duke from last week, by the way, which you have to check out if you haven't. They'll say something, and it'll it'll register with me. But I need that reinforcement because even though I've been bowling for so long, I still need to hear it a couple times to have it register and click in my brain. So it's always great to go back and listen. In a couple times. So, uh, one of the things though, Joey, that we've started within the last month is this little promotion. We want to give back to the local pro shop operators because Joey, as you've said countless times, it's without the local pro shop operators, our sport would die. And so one of the things we want to do is a, what's called the pro shop of the month. So you go to the website, all you do is you nominate your pro shop. You say, "Hey, I want my pro shop to be honored on the above180.com podcast." as a pro shop of the month. So we've been receiving entries, and this is a a random drawing, mind you, and the winner of, of our inaugural pro shop of the month was nominated by Mike Walker, who's a loyal podcast listener, is Sports Plus Carmendon Pro Shop, which is located in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, Jim Lewis, G, Nick, and uh, to name a few of the guys who work there, do a great job keeping their bowlers' needs in, in mind when, they, when you come in there. And the owner, Bruce Merriman, is a great ambassador to our sport here in the Northern Virginia area, and he cares deeply about keeping bowling going. So congrats to the folks at Sports Plus Carmendon Pro Shop in Alexandria, Virginia.
0: Yeah, and, and that's definitely a, a well-deserved honor. Uh, you know, I've heard of them before, and we're very blessed, Tim, in our area, even in the Milwaukee area, They have a number of quality pro shops, dedicated ball drillers that uh, always try and stay at the forefront of technology, they're not afraid to learn, they're not afraid to change their philosophies when it comes to measuring hands and ball layouts. We have to stay very proactive in the sport and, and realize there's things we all need to learn as the sport evolves, especially with technology.
1: Exactly, Joey. You bring up a great point about learning. And a lot of pro shops uh, sometimes want to stick to their guns, so to speak. But you bring up a great point that pro shops have to be willing to change, just like technology is changing with the bowling balls and, and everything. So great point. And the folks there definitely do that as well. So again, congrats to them. And if you want to nominate your pro shop, by all means, uh, go on the website. There's a tab. You just fill out a little form, uh, your name, that sort of thing. You don't Take anything else from me, just your name and uh, an email address. And we're going to do this once a month, Joey, correct?
0: Yeah, and it's a great idea, Tim. And it kind of reminds me of that old uh, commercial that was on TV for, I believe it was Buick. This is not your father's Buick anymore. Just like, bowling is not your father's game anymore. It's... It's a totally different game where where it's equipment-based. Lane play knowledge is paramount. You can't stay in the same place like you could uh, or your father could, say, 20 or 30 years ago. You need to understand surface changes on balls. I mean, it's more complex, but it's more interesting because of that.
1: Exactly. And, Joey, along with as bowling changes, the bowler is also changing. So we've had the fine folks at Mindframe Supplements have uh, provided both of us with some supplements that they're uh, offering to bowlers, and these are specifically designed for competitive bowlers. So this is something that's going to help boost your mental focus, your energy, and help your joints out and also provide muscle recovery. Uh, So I know, Joey, we both have started taking these, and we're going to have to report back on uh, after bowling uh, how how things are working with this because I know we both could use a little mental focus sometimes.
0: Well, you know, do you ever notice, and this is probably true for most people, that, you know, some days you're mentally fresh, you're alert, you know, things come to your brain quickly, you know, your memory's good, and other days you're just not there, right? Let's see, and you and I are going to be human guinea pigs here, to see if it helps us feel more mentally alert and fresh every day, rather than occasionally,
1: The supplement is something that people probably should be taking because you're willing to spend $250 on a bowling ball and you don't think anything of it on on equipment and anything like that. But yet, if you're not going in with that mental focus, like I said, I bowl the 1130 double squad. You can darn well guarantee I'm going to be popping two of these pills, uh, which are all natural. There's no caffeine. There's no stimulants, nothing harmful to your body. in them. I'm going to be taking two of these because I know I'm going to need that extra mental focus. uh, And... You know, it's just something that I think bowlers need to realize as we move forward in the sport.
0: Right. And if we l- listen back to last week's show with Norm Duke, when he thought about the mental game, he says, "You know, you could devote ten books of the mental game just in bowling. So anything I think that we can do to strengthen or reinforce our mental prowess, it can't be a disadvantage. It has to be helpful."
1: Exactly, folks, and if you want to take a look and buy some Mindframe or purchase Mindframe, check us out. It's going to be on Above180.com. There's going to be a nice little link there. Just click on the link, and it'll take you there. You got any other questions, by all means, the guys would be great and helpful to answer any questions you may have. Joey, we received a Twitter question from Mike Hank, and if you have a Twitter question, it's Above180. Shoot us a a tweet, Uh, but the guy writes this is regarding the USBC tournament. He says his current Nationals lineup is the rain of Fire, rain and rain Supreme. And he says, do we think, more you, Joy, than me, do any of those need replacing?
0: Well, you know, I don't think they need replacing, Tim, if they're in good condition. Uh, he's had them revived, and at least the, the surface refresh now and then. They're, they're all three are great products, and they're all distinctly different. But the one commonality between all three balls is they do share the same weight block design. And by design, I mean the shape of the core, and the fact that it's a high RG ball so if and high RG means the ball will not rev up as quickly as say a low RG ball normally players migrate toward balls with lower RG levels for heavier oil because on a heavy oil pattern you definitely want that core starting up easily and quickly whereas for drier lanes or lighter oil a high RG comes into play that being said If he is not a speed-dominant player, he still may have a great look with all three of these choices, providing he gets the proper surface on each one. If he's a high-speed player and he goes to the Nationals with those three products, uh, he may do better just adding one piece to that with a ball with a lower than 2.50 RG level and a strong, solid resin cover to give him an earlier motion on the lane especially in team event where they can be more oily than they could be in doubles and singles.
1: My comment would be that possibly in team he might have some problems carrying, uh, not getting to the pocket, but carrying just because, like you said, of, of the oil concentration, and as the lanes break down, the lanes would come to him. But I think you're exactly right. Maybe adding a He seems to be a storm of, a fan of Storm, so maybe something like a virtual Nano or something would be a great addition to his, his lineup there.
0: Right. And, and there's a number of really good products uh, made by all the manufacturers to handle heavy oil. And all the major companies, even the minor companies, have a ball in their line with a low RG level to help the core start up quicker.
1: And, Joey, let's uh, let's briefly touch on, I know we just got the latest edition of the Bowler's Journal magazine on Tuesday. Let's talk about some of the bowling balls that you reviewed this month. I know one of the ones you you did quite a bit of research on and talked quite a bit in the article is the $250,000 ball by Ebonite.
0: Yeah, the 250K. It was originally called the Ebonite Mission Domination. And due to a conflict with a previous ball made by Storm Products uh, back in 2006, Ebonite decided to rename the ball in honor of Mika, with his uh, championship uh, win or the two hundred fifty thousand win he had, uh, so they call it the two hundred fifty k ball. Uh, it's basically low RG, high differential, and high differential means a lot of flare. Um, solid resin, strong ball for heavy oil. Very, very good for speed dominant players. And uh, Mika's made that ball look plenty good on TV. So that's another ball. Bowlers could consider for the Nationals, especially in the team event.
1: Great. Was there anything else, Joey, in that March edition that caught your eye as far as equipment wise? I mean, I know we talked a little bit in the previous uh, podcast about the Victory Road and the Nano, but uh, you go into a little bit of detail on the Marvel and then a piece by Lens, which um, is interesting. Can you talk a little bit about the Easy Flip Solid?
0: Well, I'll tell you that those are interesting products. Uh, now they're made in China uh, from our friend Gary Arnson Is the Basically, the, the main distributor for, for that ball, uh, he's affiliated with Lynn Shoe Company. Uh, they're lower mid-priced products, but I'll tell you, the performance was very, very good, but definitely on lighter oil. Uh, they both share a kind of a unique core design, kind of looks like an earplug. Uh, and again, medium RG, medium differential. So they're designed for lighter oil, medium oil. Uh, But the solid is a very controllable, smooth motion ball, great hitting power. And that ball is going to have a retail, depending on your your area of of pro shop, uh, somewhere in the low $100 range, say $110, $130 retail. And then the pearl version of that ball is kind of a a little mini skid flip ball, kind of like Storm's Rain but with less amount of total hook. Uh, The ball will get down the lane a couple feet longer than the solid, Yet when it encounters friction it'll respond quicker to the friction which makes it a little bit more angular down lane both very good products Tim
1: great Joey and again there's a ton more ball reviews and more information on all the bowling balls you reviewed in the boulders journal magazine so please by all means take a look at that we don't have time to go into all of our all the bowling balls you you get to throw every month Joey but a lot of great products out there and c- continue uh, great work by the way I, I always that's I have to be honest, that's one of the first sections I flip through when I get that magazine is I go right to your ball review section to read about the newest pieces you've been throwing.
0: Well, I appreciate the kind words, Tim, and uh, I know whenever the Bowler's Journal has the, the reader reviews write in for their favorite column, uh, the no-holes-barred ball review column tends to be the winner every year so far. So, you know, I, I do my best to try and be honest and objective with the products and you know, I occasionally get people say, well, how come you never, you know, trash a ball or say it's bad? You know, and the reality is, Tim, it's like any new car. They're not going to be bad. They're, they may have certain conditions or limitations where the ball is not good on, but uh, most of the balls, I'll tell you, they, they perform well on their intended condition. And, you know, they, they, they will have a condition they're going to match up and strike on. Uh, Some balls we find have a wider range of use, and I normally mention that in the review. Uh, Some balls tend to be a little more forgiving with off-releases, and we we tend to carry better with with a less-than-perfect release. And I'll also mention that in the review. Uh, If I feel there's a core design that, say, is very persnickety, where if you don't release it perfectly, you're not going to strike, I will mention that in the review. So it's not a negative, it's just an observation of a certain core design uh... not being quite as bowler release friendly uh... but again all these balls when you throw them well on the right condition they're gonna strike him. since day one uh... the president of, of bowlers journal keith hamilton has given me the green light if, if i find a ball that just did not perform well with our test staff on every condition we throw at it he says put it in the review and, and, again, it's my opinion and, and my test staff's opinion. And we did the on one ball, Tim, back in my earlier reviews on a ball called the Track Artillery. Uh, it was a green kind of a hybrid cover ball, mid-price ball. The ball just never really carried well in any of the conditions we threw in its way. And I mentioned in the review that, you know, we're limited to X amount of lane conditions. We're not throwing it on 100 different lane patterns. And, uh, and the ball got a negative review. And uh, shortly thereafter, the ball was discontinued uh, by Del Warren, who was with track at the time. And the ball was discontinued about probably four months after it was introduced. So th- they just kind of missed on that one. And it does happen, Tim.
1: One other quick thing before we go, Joey. We've been talking about this and mulling it over. Uh, send us your national your usbc open scores uh, we got some prizes we're working on we're not going to divulge the prizes yet but trust me folks if you will want to send us your usbc scores and then obviously you have to be a podcast listener and everything as well um, which we'll figure out a way to to make sure of that but uh, send us your scores because there's going to be some neat prizes we're going to be giving away we're going to have different divisions so it doesn't matter if you uh, maybe swing and miss this year and shoot a 1690 or you aim for the fences and hit a 2100 or 2200 for that matter um, send us your information. Send us your score, just your scores and, and just your, your name, your obviously. All event
0: score only, Tim? Um. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll just yeah. do all events score, and like I said, we'll we're not going to sell your information. You won't be getting all sorts of spam email. But send that email to uh, above one hundred and eighty at gmail.com. or if you see Joey at the shop, you know, send it to him or or. or Drop it off by him. We'll, we'll make sure we get them all in the basket. And uh, that's a great contest. You also want to follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're under Taking Your Bowling Game to the Next Level. Uh, always putting some great stuff up there and news on, on bowling up there and keeping you informed. Uh, same thing on Twitter. It's above 180 uh, on Twitter. So I like to do some fun things for the – Twitter members, and also, you never know when there might be a Twitter contest, too. We might send out a tweet that's, that can win you some great prizes, uh, and by all means, uh, check out Above 180 during the week, as like I mentioned earlier, great content going up there as far as from some writers on the USBC and and everything, uh, coaching tips and all that sort of thing. So, Joey, it was a fun show, even though we didn't have the likes of Norm Duke joining us, still a solid show, and, and can't wait to do it again next week.
0: Right, and but we can tell our listeners, Tim, that we do have some very interesting guests planned for some future shows. Uh one being Brad Angelo, who I'm having brunch with this morning in just a few short hours. Uh Eric Pearson definitely wants to come back. Norm Duke definitely wants to come back. Uh Deandra S. Beatty wanted to return as, as a guest interviewer. Uh and we want Lou Marquez has agreed to come on the show and talk about Turbo 2-1-1's collegiate event they're going to have where prospective collegiate bowlers can can gather and check out colleges and see what they have to offer. So we have some interesting shows lined up.
1: And, Joey, let's also not forget, we're going to have Jerry Edwards coming up shortly. Uh, again, Above180.com. For Tim Berg, Joey Sarra, good luck and good bowling.